All right. It's Tuesday, y'all. And you know what that means. Trans surfing on Tuesday. And stop the mind screw. You're listening to the Stop the Mind Screw podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Owen, certified life coach and fitness trainer since 2002, transforming lives in magic fashion, teaching Stop the Mind Screw process. Now, we've been talking last Tuesday, we talked about a solution to the being needy, indignant, unappreciative, and the fighter slash victimizer. And... Those are three things that we all encounter in our lives. And what are some solutions to dealing with that? Those are mind screws, basically. When you're needy, when you're unappreciative, indignant, or when you are a fighter or a victimizer. And we talk about this a lot on the podcast. I talk about the victim-victimizer theory of my my therapist and the way to get out of it is to get into Victor and I'll link in the show notes an episode to that very thing that we're talking about but to get out of the mind screw you need to get into Victor or you need to follow one of these three things that we're talking about and last week we talked about um, going with the flow This week we're talking about guiding signs and then you also have letting go which we'll talk about next week. So we're talking about guiding signs and they are everywhere, everywhere all the time. And that's what we're talking about today. So how can we distinguish between an approaching sandbank or waterfall, a normal turn and current? There are always tangible signs that will help us navigate ourselves through life. Life is constantly sending us signs. The principle is very simple. You experience what you allow into your personal life script. Guiding signs are signs that indicate a possible turn in the alternative's flow. In other words, a guiding sign serves to herald an event that will substantially change the flow of everyday life. If you are expecting some sort of change in the current, however small, a sign will appear to signal its onset. Guiding signs only appear when a shift to a different lifeline is initiated. If, for example, you pay no particular attention to a separate event, such as a crow squawking, if it does not put you on your guard and you do not feel any qualitative difference in that moment, it suggests that you are on the same lifeline as before. If, however, the phenomena does attract your attention and you feel there is something unusual or odd about it, then it is probably a sign. A sign differs from other everyday phenomena in that it signals the beginning of a shift to a lifeline that differs considerably from the current one. Often it is hard to put your finger on what exactly has changed. You may just have the feeling that something is not quite right. (laughs) Some people are unaware of most of what is happening around them and so are unlikely to notice even the most obvious signs. In most cases, you can explore the sign by phrasing a question in such a way that it will produce a yes or no answer. For example, will it work out or not? Will I get it done in time or not? Will I be successful in doing something or not? Is it a good 
or bad, dangerous or not, and so on. The interpretation of a sign should be simplified enough to hint at a positive or a negative type of answer. I'm going to read that again. The interpretation of a sign should be simplified enough to hint at a possible positive or negative type of answer. People often make fatal mistakes when they are under the zombifying anesthesia of a pendulum, only later realizing that they were unaware of their actions and had forgotten to be vigilant. You have to be able to take care without worrying. Be detached at the same time as impeccable in everything you do. When the mind is dozing, the soul speaks and the soul, after all, has direct contact with the information field. For example, someone just on the off chance says, don't forget your scarf, you'll catch a cold. If you do not take their advice, the likelihood is that you will regret it later. You might be absorbed in thoughts about some problem and someone makes a recommendation in passing that at the time does not seem very relevant. Listen to those words and phrases. Do not be too quick to discard them. You may be convinced that you are right about something, and then someone opens your eyes to see things without even intending to do so. Try not to be too stubborn to reconsider your point of view and ask yourself whether you were, in fact, just randomly splashing your hands about in the water. If you have to convince yourself into saying yes, then your soul is really saying no. When your soul says yes, you do not have to talk yourself around it. Desires and actions that come from the mind are always imposed by pendulums. I'm going to read that again because that's important. Desires and actions that come from the mind are always imposed by pendulums. Therefore, whenever possible, it is better to forego desires and actions that evoke feelings of guilt, doubt, or apprehension. Remember, guilt and dissatisfaction and reactivity, those are the pendulum's favorite dishes. So you know you're being served that when you're being prodded by a pendulum. Remember, if you want to know how to deal with pendulums a little bit better in your life, I have a free download at www.kathyowen.com backslash reality dash transurfing. And we do talk about pendulums and it's helped me in tremendous ways when I did learn about pendulums and how to deal with them. Be wary of attributing excess importance to signs that are not sufficiently clear or that would introduce negative interpretations into your personal life script. All right, so we are talking about how to deal with neediness, indignance, ungratefulness, and um, victimizer, reactivity, how to deal with that. And one of those is those guiding signs. They can help you. Let's go back to the indignant person that was demanding their airplane seat. I often go to this because it just blows my mind that somebody would throw a freaking overreactive thing over something you can't control. You can't control what's happening in that aspect. Why would you make an ass of yourself by throwing a big fight and having them drag you off the airplane? Why? 
I get that you may need to be somewhere or, you know, maybe you're a doctor and you have to be at a surgery. But here's the sign that they are missing and it's so big. And this may sound cliche and simplified, but everything happens for a reason. In the book, Disappearance of the Universe, um, Gary Renard talks about, you know, he's very in tune to his spirit guides. He talks to them. The book is, is, is mind-blowing, what he learns in this book. It's just a really good book, and I'll put a link in the show notes in it. It's kind of a little woo, but I'm telling you, I loved it. And his spirit guides told him about a time where he was going to, um, he, he went to this movie and he didn't like it. And he was like, why? I, I don't know why it stuck with him, but he said, I had to, I couldn't go to the movie I wanted to. I had to choose a different one. I was really upset about it. And the spirit guides told him that what happened was they prevented him from getting into an accident. That if he hadn't have gone to that movie, he would have been involved in an accident. Whether you believe it or not, that's up to you. But to me, that is a guiding sign. That is a sign. So whenever you're encountered by something that's horrible, that seems like really terrible and scary... Or just that your airplane seat was not there. If you just react to it in flow, lightheartedly, and just get off the plane. Who knows? Maybe that doctor that was supposed to be doing that surgery was actually was actually not supposed to perform that surgery because he was going to mess up because he was disoriented. Maybe that's why. Or maybe, let's look at this thing right here. Maybe he was supposed to get off the plane because his soulmate was waiting in the lobby out there at the bar where he was going to go have a cocktail while he waited for his next flight. Or the person that he was supposed to meet was a business partner that he could have done business with. You don't know. But when you start looking at life like that, at struggles like that, you start to see things from a different perspective. I want you to listen to my episode on Thursday coming out because it does talk about this. I talk about where I came up with Stop the Mind Screw. I talk about triggers and complex post-traumatic stress disorder. And I talk about, I even have a blurb from an episode from my coach's podcast where she talks about what happened to her that she doesn't talk about very often because it it you don't want that to happen to anybody but those things that happened to me created a a lifelong journey that I can see now I had to go through so I could learn this so I could evolve out of victim mentality and I promise you as bad as what I went through was it it evolved everything to a whole nother level and I don't look at life like most people I don't look at life like a victim if you're dragging me off there you're not going to drag me off the airplane <laughs> first of all I'm 
and I'm talking about this in the next episode too that I don't really like to travel because of my complex post-traumatic stress disorder but (laughs) I do travel and I have traveled all over the place before in my life and that's part of my complex post-traumatic stress but I, I will say you won't be dragging me off an airplane because I know that's a sign I got a flat tire the other day I mean I heard my car hit this freaking nail and start even I, I guess you call it a blowout I don't know I didn't know it till after I left work I work at an awesome place and I had somebody there to air up my tire and I was easily able to drive to discount tire and get it fixed and it took an hour and a half out of my day it was at the end of the day when you know you're ready to go home and you're ready to have a good evening or whatever I could have bitched and moaned I mean I even texted somebody and said hey I I got a flat tire I'm at discount tire and they're like oh man that sucks no no not in Cadillac's mine that's my nickname by the way I looked at it as an opportunity it didn't cost me a dime because I had the insurance with discount tire it costed me my time but when I did what I did when I sat there was I learned more things about my business it opened my eyes to something that I'm that that I even do in my next episode I didn't even know I could do what I did and I recorded some of Jasmine's um, podcast and I inserted it into mine because of what I learned in this little thing while I was sitting at a discount tire that was a sign my friend that was a sign Steve Jobs says in his commencement speech, follow your heart and mind for it somehow knows the way. He says heart first for a reason. Because your heart, like it says in reality transurfing, your heart knows. Your mind is falls victim to the pendulums. It it it, it zombifies you. And in um Joseph Rodriguez is now talking about my favorite book, Drifting. Um, he's talking about drifting and flow in um, his podcast and I'm going to link that in the show notes as well because everything he says in that episode is everything that I teach but drifting is from the book Outwitting the Devil awesome book highly recommend it and he talks about how those that don't think for themselves the devil gets you by causing you to drift you have to think for yourself otherwise you're going to think with the pendulum. Follow your heart, for it knows the way. Then follow your mind. But when you have heart and mind coordination, like reality transurfing talks about, whoa, it, it's life transforming. It is. All right, that's my episode for today. I hope you liked it. Be sure to share it with somebody who can benefit from this. And until next time, I'll see you next time. Peace out and namaste.